Everything around her, the air, the walls, the floor, seemed to shift. Her eyesight blurred. The pictures before her seemed to come alive. Dancing about and yelling, the tiny figures resumed the activities of which they'd been placed in. Screwing and punishing, she could hear the sounds of skin against skin, chains and whips, hearing the shrieks of those being used. She could see the inhuman expressions of cruelty on the miniature faces. The metallic odor of blood was seeping into the foul air. Laura stifled a moan, falling weakly away from the wall. Was she going crazy? Her head began to hurt, the pain, a pressure tighter around her skull. Lack of good air, she thought. That's why I think I'm seeing these impossible things. She put a hand up to her cheek and closed her eyes tightly for what she believed was but a second. It must have been far longer. A burst of light battered at her eyelids, then a more-than-human scream forced her to open her eyes. She didn't have to look behind her to know something was wrong. It had been her husband's scream. She turned, and there was Julian, bathed in a pulsating luminous light, lifting the lid of the sarcophagus. A look of pure ecstasy on his drained face, his eyes empty as death. He looked nothing like her, Julian. As if she were in a dream, Laura edged closer, every step agonizingly slow, her legs so heavy she could barely move them. She wasn't as much the expert as Julian, but she recognized what the sarcophagus was covered with, magical formulas. By their length, potent ones, intertwined with an unknown cartouche in the center, there was no face nor eyes painted on the sarcophagus. The Egyptians always painted a face and eyes on a coffin so the dead person could look out into the world and know what was going on, but not on this one. Strange. Someone must have hated, feared, the person entombed inside this sarcophagus a great deal to leave it blind for eternity. Maybe they'd had good reason, a voice in her mind said. The only thing she could think of to say was, Julian, you know we aren't supposed to touch anything until the authorities have a look. Everything needs to be photographed, catalogued first. You know that. Her voice was muffled and tense through the cloth over her mouth. He hadn't heard her, or he wasn't listening. He had the lid completely off now, setting it down on the ground. The lid, if it was truly solid gold, must weigh a ton. How had Julian lifted it by himself? Why? Nothing should be disturbed in the tomb right now, especially the mummy itself. What are you doing? she demanded, heading toward him. He wouldn't answer her. He wouldn't look at her. He behaved like a man drugged, insane, or both. He was working away at the inner coffin, more gold. It looked as if there was only one more layer until he'd uncover the mummy itself. In the tomb filling with fresh air for the first time in millennia, the mummy would disintegrate into rags and dust, not to mention the possible contamination they both might be in danger of contracting from the hidden poisonous fungi that had collected on the mummy's wrappings. Aside from all of that, what she felt most, in that moment, was that he shouldn't open it. No, Julian, stop, now, leave the mummy alone, she tried to cry out but the sudden lack of air wheezed her voice down to the squeak of a mouse. She grabbed his arm, and he knocked her violently away. The power behind his fist sent her careening across the chamber and slammed her into the wall. Her head cracked against the gold, and she slid down to the floor. The lantern crashed into darkness. The light disappeared. 
Now the only illumination came from Julian's lantern and the center of the funerary chamber. Laura fought to remain conscious, fought to scramble up on her feet and over to Julian, but she couldn't get up. She could barely move. Something was terribly wrong. She had to stop him and what was about to happen. He'd lifted the last inner coffin lid from the body, laying the mummified lump under it bare to the air and light. Julian, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? She groaned, crawling the rest of the way toward him. He didn't answer. Instead, he laid aside the final coffin lid and gasped out loud, his upper torso swaying and his hands clinging to the outer coffin, as if his body couldn't hold itself upright any longer. The sound he made reminded Laura of a trapped animal cowering beneath a killer's knife. He was crying, muffled sobs of helplessness as he gently took whatever was in the coffin into his arms and out of its eternal confinement. A small mummy, the wrappings moldy and dingy, the ancient flesh and powdery bones sticking out in ragged patches. A woman-sized mummy. He cradled it in his arms like a long-lost lover.